Hello everyone, I'm Jamie Bricker and welcome to Matters of Principle. This podcast continues to discuss many of the key issues principals face on a regular basis. Now we're all well aware that the school year is quickly drawing to a close and therefore so is our Matter of Principles podcast series. So in today's final episode, we will be discussing some key matters of principle that we feel every school administrator needs to always keep in mind. It is now my pleasure to introduce my co-host, Jack Barkley. Jamie, I can't believe this is our final episode. Glad to be back to finish the school year with you and with everyone. Couldn't agree more, Jack. Well, Jack, in today's podcast, we're going to highlight some of the key principles, and I know we've kind of you had that play on words, obviously, in kind of the title of our series for the last 10 months. But we really, today, I think we really are discussing some key principles that we feel strongly that principles must embed in all of their comments, actions, and decisions. And I think it's so important that it really is a package deal. There are comments, actions, and decisions that everyone is going to notice. There's just no doubt about it. Well, Jamie, you know, these guiding principles they speak volumes, they're critical, as everything a principal says and does really sets the tone for the whole school. People notice and people remember. And you've said that line about notice and remember several times throughout our series, Jack, and you're bang on, like absolutely correct. Okay, well, as far as the first principle, I think first and foremost, principles need to always be calm, consistent, and compassionate, and that is to all stakeholders at all times. It isn't just kind of in the good times. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, I think it's even, you'd agree, Jack, it's even mo- most important during the, the challenging times. But the bottom line is principles, the, how they interact with different stakeholders, it really does set the bar for everyone in the school. It shows staff, it shows students, it shows parents how we are going to interact in this building. Well, Jamie, that, that tone... Uh, that you use in your voice, your body language, and and even I, I always thought, am I ignoring or uh, uh, avoiding anyone, any of the stakeholders uh, in a given situation? And, and you don't want to do that. No, absolutely. I think it's a, you're right. It isn't like people are kind of on your invisible list just because you had some disagreement. In fact, lots of disagreements are really the the trigger point for really rich discussion and growth for everybody. And the principle also helps ensure really that the the overall tone of the school is the same or very similar every day. And I think that kind of predictability or that routine or that calmness, I think people really appreciate that. And once again, it sets the tone. And another correlate of that is the principal's not kind of quote unquote hiding in his or her office, but rather they're visible, they're in classrooms, they're in the hallway, they're on yard duty, they're doing bus duty, and they're available. So people can can actually access them when things come up. Well, Jamie, I love the comment about the calm office. I I always really uh, enjoyed when people would come in and say, I notice a calmness or that things are under control uh, in here when they walk in. And I really do people see that and believe that. Visibility and availability, you're right. I mean, we've talked about this too. It's really a win-win because it, it, it works for you with other people, but it allows you to see the things in your building. So far and away, these two uh, themes are noticed and remembered, I think, most of all. Cool, quite true. And it's also, we've discussed many times, that the bottom line is other stakeholders, other staff members and parents, 
They don't know or care about the litany of issues a principal faces and addresses in a given school day, uh, and frankly, nor should they care. The bottom line is a key role, of, really a key aspect of the principal role is, is the ability to compartmentalize. And you may be kind of going down the hall with 10 things in your mind, but then that staff member approaches you or whatever and needs you for a few minutes. Then we get into the whole idea of the, the act of listening. Are you, are you really engaged? And frankly, do they get that sense that you really care what they're talking about or do you seem really distracted? Well, Jamie, I, you and I have uh, joked with each other about that phrase, do you have a minute? And how many times we might hear that in a given day. And, and really, I, I can't remember where I heard it once, but if you're not built for interruptions, then really the, the principal role it, it probably isn't one for you because you're going to have to make time for that interruption. And when you do give that minute, do you give them, like you say, your undivided attention? Because again, people will pick up on this and people will talk to each other about how you, you focus on them or not. Now, Jamie, a second key component here today for us thinking to remember, we've talked about servant leadership and, the, and uh, you know, with the role of the school administrator. And, you know, we've, we all have also said that the buck stops with the, the principal. I mean, you, you are to a degree in charge and make decisions and so on. But I, but I also look at that uh, in charge piece is that you're responsible for the people in your charge as well and and to me that caring for or supporting those people in your service uh, is something that you know we've uh, lived and we've heard regularly and I think today that this type of leadership when I say today I mean in, in, in a mental health support situation coming out of COVID it's as important as ever. Oh no question the bottom line Jack is any thought about you know edicts from the principal boss down to the teacher, so to speak. Forget it, that just doesn't work. Um, the bottom line is, we, in order to make a real difference in your building, in order to make real change, etc., it all starts with getting a genuine and sustainable, sustainable, a true buy-in from the stakeholders involved. Well, Jamie, this gets me on to this point of, of uh, the principal as the filter. Uh, I remember asking you in my early days as a, as, a, as a principal, you know, we get so much from head office that, you know, you're expected to do and how do you prioritize that while well, filtering that for your staff so that it's manageable and that that impact, like you say, can be sustainable is so, so very key. And it, it really makes me think of leadership versus management. Right. And, and, and I think that, you know, there's a certain days managing management in the building is takes the front seat. But really, that difference between the two is, is do you have empathy with those people uh, in, in your charge? And do you have a perspective with people where you look at the long game? Like, can I how can I help them? get better? How can I help them move forward and, and utilize their best skills? And I always ask myself, did the staff, students, parents improve in their situation with me as a leader? Well, as, as we, we all well know, Jack, and this is not some you know brilliant insight on my part, but the reality is leadership requires a much higher level of skill than simply management. Uh, let's face it, management is a lot of it timetables and, and yard duty and things of that nature. They're kind of brass tacks. Like, we all get that. They're obviously important. 
But the real kind of focus of any principalship should be true leadership. And certainly throughout our careers, uh, with our board, superintendents and director, they frequently drilled home the idea that ideally 80% of your time as principal spent on leadership, 20% on management, with the understanding that on any given day, let's face it, as we're kind of smiling at each other, any given day, you might have 100% management and like there's zero leadership because there's some crisis. We get that. But over the course of 10 months, the vast majority of your time needs to be sent on leadership. That's so true, Jamie, and being able to remember and keep that idea in your mind that a given day is going to look different than another one. And, and so that, that might flip, you know, between leadership and management. I think in the end, you know, not to sound repetitive, but our stakeholders, we want to say that our stakeholders say that we as school leaders cared about them, not our own status, and that really, like everything, this becomes obvious and well-known to your stakeholders. Well, and piggybacking on that thought, we kind of naturally dovetail into our third principle, the whole notion of we work with people, not around them. As you said a minute ago, we don't avoid them. We don't ignore them. But we also don't work through them. We don't kind of just bulldoze right through with our kind of edict or our kind of narrow-minded agenda. The bottom line is, as a leader, do people want to work with you? Are they, are they buying into you as a person? And they need to do that before they'll ever buy into you as a leader. And throughout our series, we've really stressed servant leadership and being that, that collaborative leader. And that's such a huge part of the P role is setting people up for success and providing uh, staff members uh, with both support and opportunities for growth, depending on where they are in terms of skills and experience on a given initiative. Well, you make a great point, Jamie, because we've talked about how uh, any given staff, they are on a continuum, right? They, they have different skill sets, and we've talked about getting to know uh, the people on your staff, getting to know what their skill sets are, what their goals are. And, and when we recognize that, you know, what we give to one staff member or a stakeholder might be something different than somebody else, we're really trying to meet their various needs and move them to a better situation. No question. Everyone is on a continuum, but for everybody, I think you'd agree, well, I know you'd agree, Jack, that it all starts with building relationships and those social deposits. And boy, those start uh, your first day as principal at a, at, a, your, at a school, whether you're a first-time principal or just new to a new, new uh, experience, as an experienced principal. Either way, those social deposits right off the hop are really important. Because building sustainable relationships and the related trust, it takes time. And it's, I think it's really truly slow and steady wins the race. Oh, undoubtedly. To, to me, Jamie, I think that whole first year is work, works on building that. And, and you really can't rush the building of trust or force it or impose it. It, it, it has to settle in and, and it has to nurture and grow. And as we know, uh, you know, the wrong situation can lead to an erosion of that trust uh, if you're not careful and, and so forth. And having that trust eroded, uh, that can take an awful long time to get reestablished if in fact it ever truly does. So you're right, like trust is something to really focus on day after day after day, recognize it takes time and certainly do everything possible to never start eroding it. 
But I think, Jack, we'd agree the one kind of big caveat when we talk about servant leadership and collaborative leadership and so on and so forth, which are, and they're all very important, but the one big exception, the red flag, so to speak, is during a crisis. And then, uh, as we both experienced in the principal role, during a crisis, all stakeholders, staff, student, parents, they're looking for strong, decisive leadership. The bottom line is that's required and frankly expected in those stressful, uh, very challenging situations. Absolutely, Jamie, and we, and we know we've, we've been in those before. I, I, you know, I certainly can't disagree with that. Now, Jamie, this in a, in a final podcast when we talk about our principles, I think uh, the end, an ending one is really important to celebrate and acknowledge improvements and gains. And, and I've always been one, and I've, I know I've talked about it with you, that you like to, in difficult times, look at where you've come as a staff, where you've come as a community, um, where the student has kind of, you know, want to celebrate those successes along the way. Um, so realistically, look back from where you've progressed. I always liked having the celebration assembly at the end of the month so you could celebrate and, and kind of revisit those gains you made as a school and and with all stakeholders as a matter of fact you know the, the glass half full we've talked about that the power of positivity people will pick up on that with you as a leader and and that's what attracts them to, to wanting to be with you this confidence will help all people not just the school leader but your whole team face the challenges ahead and i always have yes we can uh, or if somebody was to say, I can't do that, we always finished with the word, I can't do that yet. Oh, I love the, I love including the yet. Uh, that, that's really powerful. And the bottom line is, you're so right, we need to, as a principal, routinely acknowledge progress because I don't care uh, right at the classroom level and students in different subjects up to the teacher level and their professional growth and their kind of strengths and needs, et cetera. And frankly, also with, uh, say, your school community council at the parental level. It's the same type of thing for everyone involved. It's all about continual progress. As I'm a firm believer that, I know you are too, Jack, that everyone starts at a different starting line, and ultimately everyone will end up at a different finish line. And that's great. It's a question of steadily progressing for all. Right, Jamie, and, and that's so true. I mean, we've we've talked about that entry point for staff members and, and so forth. Now, I think that, that the leader uh, also has to have that self-confidence and that assuredness that they, in good times, can be able to give the credit to other people in a genuine way, but also, uh, you know, give that spotlight to them, but also be honest enough to to, to say that, you know, to take on some of the challenge or maybe blame is too strong when things are not working as well. So you, you don't want to deflect blame, but you also want to be able to give away that credit to other people uh, as well. Again, it's noticed and it's remembered. And I think this leads into the, the, another point in that you're creating that right environment for success rather than the wrong environment where people are afraid to make mistake or afraid to make a mistake or what will happen if this goes wrong if you're that leader and you're you've got the empathy to ask are you okay um, how can i help you what's going on in your lives right now how can we make this better i think well-being really 
outweighs output and results. Those are important, don't get me wrong, but in the moment, you're going to get a lot more output and results if you, if you keep well-being as a focus. You know? Now, we talked too about, I think as an example of this, you know, I, I think about the whole idea of, of people talk about having an open door policy. But your stakeholders, you know, if your door is open, they need to have the courage or the feeling that they can walk through that door. Uh, to, to be able to talk to you. Oh, no question. I mean, the bottom line is it's one of those greatest cliches of leadership, I think, especially the last 10, 20 years, Jack, where the, the given leader in a school or anywhere else says, oh, yeah, I've got an open door policy, yada, yada, yada. Well, that sounds all great, but as you say, it's it's only really uh, a viable, impactful kind of, uh, kind of cultural reality in a, in a given school if in fact people are are inclined to routinely walk through that principal's door and use the word courage, well, I, I, I can understand that to a degree, but I look at it as that courage has got to be kind of uh, gradually kind of uh, established and continually growing based on how like the, the staff member interacts with, with the principal. Uh, and, you know, do they feel welcome? Do they feel that their opinions matter? On a personal level, does the principal care about them, etc.? So, as you say, open door policy is one thing just in words, but the bottom line is stakeholders will only take that next step. So, picture them kind of metaphorically just outside the principal's office door. Okay, the door is literally open, but the staff member or the parent or frankly the student is only going to take that next step if and when they know that they will always be received with, I guess what I would call openness and respect. So obviously respect is, is pretty clear, but openness to me is a really a broad term. But once again, on a personal level, do they feel like they're liked? On a professional level, do they feel like they're going to be heard? Uh, are the, is the leader empathetic, compassionate, etc.? And once again, is the leader fully engaged in whatever uh, issue or concern the stakeholders bringing into their office. And I guess in a nutshell, Jack, and, and forgive me, as you know, I, I love the metaphors and analogies, but I think the bottom line is everyone needs to know that you are a truly principled principal. Well said, Jamie. I think when I hear you, I, I think we're, we're looking to value those people that are with us, and then they'll step through that. Well said. I love the word value. Everyone needs to feel valued. Well said. Great way to wrap things up. Well, Jack, over the past 10 months, we've discussed many different aspects of matters of principle, and I think it is very fitting that today we wrapped up our series by addressing some of our own key principles of school leadership. Agreed, Jamie. I believe this closing podcast is one of the most powerful of the podcasts as these themes really need to be realized and discussed. Well, hopefully the audience concurs that our, our kind of our goal today was kind of to bring some of the highlights of the past 10 months together. Well, thanks as always for joining us today and many thanks for joining us throughout this entire school year. We have really appreciated all of your ongoing listener feedback. And if you have any questions or comments, as always, please continue to email us at affective, that's with an A, affectiveleadership at gmail.com. As this is our final podcast, we encourage our listeners to go back and to listen to some of the previous episodes that are particularly relevant to current issues at your school. Some podcasts will also be a real help when it comes to planning for your fall startup ahead. Just a reminder that you can follow us on Spotify and Google Podcast.
The principal's role is very challenging, very rewarding, and very important. We wish all school administrators the very best as they both establish and honor their own matters of 